Good morning. I've just gone here. Can you hear me? Very good. Very good. All right. Good morning. Um, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Neil and Amy. Um, I just wanted to um, thank Neil for giving me the opportunity to share a few thoughts. Um, and um, I just wanted also to thank him for uh, bringing us all to um, study every Wednesday this uh, book of First Peter. And uh, you know, I've enjoyed so much. I, I think that I I love uh, studying a whole book. And it's been such a blessing to me um, just to, to study and be going uh, through it and going bit by bit. It's been such a blessing, such a great book. And uh, I just wanted to talk about a few things about um, this letter that we've been studying uh, every Wednesday. A few thoughts I would love to share, things that I've uh, seen in the book that have really um, speak, uh, spoken to me. Um, and as a way of reminder as well, and um, it's been challenging at times, and but it's been, it's been, it's been more, more a blessing than a challenge, I have to say. And I think it's good whenever you, you go to, to the war and, and you not only get challenge and and confronted but also you, you you get blessed by by what you read as well so um first peter um do you see in, in first peter this um there's so many things that you can that you can talk about first peter uh so many topics and it's so rich and it's, it's amazing how a letter can can have so much and uh, it's such a such a powerful thing because it, it's such a short letter. Uh, it will take you probably 15 or 20 minutes to, to read it. But uh, there's so much truth and so much uh, powerful statements, powerful thoughts. And uh, it goes really deep, even though you can read it and it's really easy to, to understand at times, but it, it is really profound as well. And uh, two of the things that I maybe want to, to, to share a way a bit about is that the, well, you can see in the three, all the letter, uh, this topic of suffering. And, uh, but also um, I'd like to talk a, a bit about uh, something about when, I, when it comes to, to reaching others, when it comes to, to witnessing to, to others, uh, especially unbelievers. And, you know, this is a, a a letter as well that that helps us to also to to be an example not only to unbelievers but also to be an encouragement in the way that we live to other believers as well and that is something that is there in the letter as well so um yeah so i just want to read um this portion of first peter and it's in chapter three uh, I just want to read from verse 8 to 15, and uh, then I'll come back to it. Um, and it says here, um, verse 8, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, thoroughly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. 
do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, bless. For to this you were called, that you may obtain a blessing. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and the ears, his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? Even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. Bring your hearts on our Christ as holy. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do with gentleness and respect. Uh, one of the things that I, when I was started to read, uh, when I started studying uh, this book as a church, um, as I said, I read a few times, keep reading, because it takes you, doesn't take you too long to, to read the whole the whole letter. And then um, one of the things that I that I really caught my was chapter three. And it was the, the fact of um being 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 prepared always to, to give an answer for the hope that we have. Uh, that is something that really um caught my attention. And you know, this letter, this letter to these people that he Peter was uh, writing to these people was was not only to obviously these were exiles and it is thought that he was writing to to not only Jews but Gentiles even even though there's people who says that only to Jews but whoever whoever it was if there were Jews and Gentiles together or if it was only to Jews I think that Paul uh, Peter sorry had in mind that they they were exiles and not only in a different culture because you know, that was not um, the main thing. I think that the main thing was that, that they were Christians and they being in a, in a surrounding culture, a different culture, a different, different way of life. And then, so that was the main thing uh, of, of Peter, uh, what he had in mind, only to spread the, the gospel, but also he wanted them to, in the middle of suffering, uh, that they could shine and they could uh, bear fruit uh, visible for uh, fruit, tangible that the people could see, and uh, you know the Bible is is, is a very unique book. Uh, I, I I find interesting that the not only that it has um, many books, it has sixty six books in total. What I also and, and it has so many authors as well, so many people who wrote the, every book, and uh, there's some others who wrote a few of them, like like. Paul as well. He wrote different letters and stuff. And uh, and you can see in the Bible that it's, it's, it's very unique as well because there's different types of uh, of writing. You can see poetry. You see narratives. You see um, teachings as well, um, wisdom, and you see letters as well. And, and this one is not is one of them. And and then you know whenever you, you think about letters, you, you normally think about 
you know, official letters or many types of letters that that you love letters even. But uh, and this this letters, the letters in the Bible are a bit different. Um, they were their intention was not only to um, encourage but also to exhort to alert them of the different things that were going on in, in the different groups. And then this this uh, it's not in section first first uh, Peter he just wants uh, to encourage them, but also wants to make them alert of the things to come. And uh, especially them being in, in a different places, being scattered in other regions. And uh, as I said, um, I think Peter had in mind was uh, you are Christians. It was not more, not very much to do with, with that they were from different cultures living, but they were Christians. And uh, that was that was the main thing in, in Peter's mind. And then. Um, you know, even whenever in and whenever you get to, to read even from the from the very start of the, the letter, you read in for example in First Peter one uh, from three to, to five, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for our salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And he calls this hope um, a living hope. And uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the hope that sometimes we, we talk about. Sometimes we think, oh, I hope that this happens. Oh, I hope that the weather is, is good to the next week, next month. I hope we have a good summer, something that we're not really sure. We just hope. But this hope is something that is so secure, so real. It's a living hope. It's not a dead hope. And I like the way that he, he says it. He, he calls it like that. And he, he describes also the, the inheritance that they have in God. And he describes it in words like imperishable, undefiled, unfading, things that are so secure. And I think it's very important that Peter is doing that uh, at the very start. Of the letter because he wants to remind them who they are in Christ, what they have in Christ, and uh, this amazing hope that they have, an amazing uh, inheritance that they they possess. Because what he's going to start talking throughout the letter um, includes a suffering, and uh, as Christians, we we need to remember who we are, to, who we are in God, and what we possess. Because uh, that's the only way that we we are gonna be able to endure and to to persevere through difficulties and to shine for God. So um, and then he also tells them that they're they are being guarded through faith. So it's just like it's amazing that Peter is telling them like you are so secure, so um, you have such a great hope and such a great inheritance that they, no matter what you face in, in life um, you're going to be so secure in God and that's such an encouragement what a way to start a letter and even though he's going to be speaking about how to how to behave in not only in your job and at, at, um, in your house and your home 
and your marriage, but also uh, to shine everywhere, you know, and uh, it's very, very, very powerful what he says. Um, and the another thing that I see, as I was saying, is that the, it's very important to, to, to understand that he was speaking to Christians, like, um, he was not only speaking to Jews and Gentiles, but speaking to, to, to Christians. And they, it's not all about the, uh, the difference of culture, but it, it was more to do uh, with something deeper than that. I think that it, it, was, it was saying you have to be different because of what the, not what the difference in culture, but what man in general thinks about. I mean, what man in general uh, the way that man in general reacts or behaves, because um, it's not that he's saying, "Oh, you you have to live different now because you're from another culture." Like for example, in my case, like he, I'm not to live different in this land because I, I was born in Latin America. I'm to live different in this land and whatever land because I'm a Christian because of what they not not only because of what the culture. Uh, dictates, but also because of what the flesh and every single human being dictates. So that's why I have to be different. And uh, so uh, that's, I think, what Peter uh, had in mind, that he, he really wanted to go really deep to what it, what it, um, to what really matters is, is how, how are you um, in your inner man is what is going to dictate the way that you, you behave. So, um, so uh, and then, you know, Peter goes on to, to tell them, you know, you, you will first persecution, you will first trials. And uh, he, so he wanted to, to encourage them to, 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 to tell them that, they, you know, life is, is not, as a Christian, it's not, it's not easy. But they have that assurance of this inheritance, this hope. And then um, that's the way that they're gonna they're gonna actually impact the world. Not so much. I you know I know that it's important that they were there going to scatter in those places to to spread the gospel. But then um, I think it was uh, more to do what they the way that they were living among other people. It was going to do a, a, a bigger impact as well. And I think Peter wasn't wasn't actually writing this this letter as a prophetic thing. Like it's not that he, oh, you're gonna suffer, and you're gonna suffer, because he, he was doing like a been given a prophecy or something like that. It's just that it's the normal thing. Whenever you you are Christian, um, living in 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 society, you know where things are so different by the way that we we live, the way that we think. You obviously are going to have opposition, uh, so it's just the, the way it is. Um, you know, whenever you, you try to, to please God, uh, you, you will you will you will face opposition from different people because it's not the way that they think, it's not the way that um, they behave, and they're going to find it strange. And uh, you know, it's, it's like Paul says in in, in the second um, letter to Timothy. He says, and the all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will, will face persecution, will be persecuted. So in other words, a given. Whenever you, you try to, to please God and to try to be 
more holy and to try to in the middle of this society you, you will face opposition because there's this, this clash of mindsets that uh, is going to be very very evident so uh, in other words it is it's, it's a test of your faith it's a test of of how you're going to react and every day our everyday life is it's a test like we we go into the world just to be tested basically and uh, it is necessary that's why it's necessary because the more your your faith is tested the stronger you you, you become spiritually so um I, I like the way also uh, peter says in chapter one and verse six and seven after he gives them all this uh, encouragement uh, at the very start, he says, then in this you rejoice, you know, whenever he tells them, you know, you have this hope, you have this in inheritance and you're being guarded by God through faith. He says, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that precious, though it is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And then, um, you know, I like the way that he says um, the, the tested genuineness of your faith. Because not only there, this is the amazing thing that the, this letter was written a long, long time ago, thousands of years ago. And it's so applicable to us today as well that they, that's what the world really needs. The world needs genuine faith. He, they want to see reality. They not only want to see you speaking, they want to be doers of the world. And then um, they want to see the fruit. You know, uh, the world doesn't really need more knowledge. You know, the, 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 the world needs more reality. They want to see people uh, of God really, really shining for him and really, really bearing fruit that they can see, even in the middle of difficulties. And they, you know, I'm not in any way, shape or form dismissing preaching or witnesses, not at all. And I don't think Peter was either, because this is a guy who preached and thousands of people were, were coming to faith. So he's not, he's not dismissing preaching, but if both are together, like if you what you what you believe and what you preach, it is it is being done as well. That's why the word of God says that we were to be doers. Because by doing being doers is is the way that we're gonna impact this world in, in, in a, such a different way. So it's a challenge for all of us. It's it's not easy. But um as we do this, you you will be amazed about how you impact people and not people that are not believers but also people that are believers other believers you will impact with the way that you you uh, behave the way that you do things the way that you apply the word uh, that you hear and uh, I, the bible also says that the the, the world uh, or the creation is is waiting uh, eagerly for the manifestations of the sons of God. And, uh, you know, 
even the world doesn't know, but they, they are actually waiting for somebody who, who is different. The world is waiting for those who, yeah, maybe maybe they're not perfect, but uh, they'll get it wrong at times. But, um, but as well are those who, instead of uh, revenging, they, they bless. Those are the things that are gonna that are gonna impact people, because as Jesus was saying, what what merit does that have if you love the ones who love you? So you don't surprise anybody by by doing what anybody everybody else does. You do whenever you, you surprise people whenever you do radical things. Whenever you're so different, you're so countercultural that the people are gonna think, wow. And you know, sometimes people don't verbalize it, but believe me, they, they do think they do think about that. And I, I wanna tell you a, a bit story at the very end. Uh, that that's what happened to me. And I think I do believe that that's what happened to people. God has this amazing thing that uses you to use you to impact other people by the way that you grow in him. So I, I remember that one of them, I don't remember now, but um in the very, I think it's in second chapter that the of First Peter that it says the importance to grow up into salvation, to keep growing up, to keep desiring the, the the pure milk, the spirit, because the the way that we keep growing up in salvation, the way that we keep um, maturing, the easy the easier that God's going to use you to to reach so many by the way that you display His character. Yeah, so I, I think that that's that's the way that you, you will you will impact people, how radical you are, and not so much by what you um, might believe or proclaim. Like if if you both are much better, but uh, you know if you are just proclaiming proclaiming, but if you don't live what you believe, it, it's it's much difficult. It's more much more difficult. So uh, let's go again to the text at the very start, First Peter 3, 8, 18. But Paul is saying, finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy and brotherly love, a tender heart and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil or reviling for reviling. So we're saying, don't be like everybody else. Just even whenever you are attacked, just bless. The, it just like, it's, it's amazing whenever we... we if we remember uh, even Jesus, like being in, in, in the cross, and it just always amazes me the fact that he was hanging on that cross, and he people mocking him, and he could have just called a legion of angels to, or even himself, just get out of the cross if he wanted. But it's just that mission, that meekness, that focus accomplishing. And it is so powerful that he's our best example in that way. And I'm not uh, saying that this is so easy because it's not. But uh, uh, we 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 have to be like that. We have to be different. We have to to be different to what uh, man is is, is normal. Yeah, what society dictates, what your flesh dictates. And that's why it, the, the powerful thought that we have the spirit of God, that is not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and self-control. That, yeah, we, we, we do deal with sin. We struggle with sin sometimes. But 
we have this powerful spread that we have the self-control, we have the, the authority to say no. And it's, it's just only when, when are we, we are close to God, when are we are attached to this vine, to the true vine that they were going to um, be able to display that. Otherwise, we know because we cannot do it on our own. So difficult. Um, and it says, whoever desires to love life and see good days. So whoever desires, it's, it's an optional thing. If you really desire, you, you just uh, do these things. You turn away from evil and do good. So it's, again, it's, 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 not, it's not much about saying or knowing what it's about doing. It's always about doing. Doing is a consequence of the knowledge that you already have. That you might have. That's why. That's why I said the world doesn't need any more knowledge. They they, they know. Like even in this culture, like you, you you know, like you go to people and tell about Jesus, uh, and many of them they will don't really like even hearing that anymore. And I'm not saying that that's not powerful, but that's that's the message. But I think that they, we as Christians, I think we we have to to to. Show maybe another way of how to, to reach people. And, uh, you know, when it comes to verse 15, in, in your honors, it says, sorry, in verse uh, 14, in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, even whenever you're troubled, you, you just keep honor, honoring Christ. And um, always being prepared to make a defense of anyone who asks you. And, uh, you know, I was, I used to think, that that thing of being prepared to give an answer it was always to do, you know, you need to be ready. So if somebody asks you, you, you will be able to tell them about the gospel. And, uh, you know, to be, to be honest, I, I used to think about that verse and I was like, somebody comes to me. I don't know if I could explain the gospel very, very well. I don't really know. But I think it's not, it's not much about that. I think it's more to do. You know, it's important to to, to, to to preach the gospel as well. But I think it's more to do with what people are going to see uh, in, in you. And I think you have to be an expert, an evangelist to, to be able to. But, you know, by the way that you live your life, people were going to see that reality in you. You know, um, sometimes, you know, we, we all want to win, you know, souls for Christ. He, he doesn't. We all want to. But sometimes I think that um, we just want to box people in a, in a specific way. We do weigh these things and no, it's all about the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. And then maybe don't don't give um, the opportunity to then people to maybe see Christianity in another way. And um, and I think that the well, I talked about the past. I, I I used to see people as projects, and I don't know if you know what I mean. But what I mean by that is, that in my mind, I used to think guys when I went to church. You know, I, I used to be so disappointed because sometimes we complicate things and, and we don't put ourselves in people's shoes. Sometimes we think that the people are going to come to a church, be invited, and 
you know, they, they don't really understand so many things. They just like, what is this? Like, the, the language is not, we, we just come to all this Christian jargon sometimes to people and they don't, they don't really know what, what this is all about. But, um, but I think it's, it's, there's, there's a good thing about that, you know, that, that eagerness to, to, to reach people is good. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's bad, but, but I don't think that people want projects. I don't, I don't, because that's what, that was another thing that I used to, you know, come to people and try to bring them to church, but then forget about them. So it was just like, it was more about bringing them to church and that's it. So um, that doesn't really work like that. People, people notice that. People, people know whenever you, you are treating them like projects. And what, so what people want is real reality, genuine friendship, uh, relationship with people. That's what they, they want. They want to, to, to see people are going to be spending time with them, are going to be there, they're going to spend time. And they, they don't want you to a friend, just building relationship. And by that way, I think by the way that you, what you know, what you believe, you know, people are going to notice the big difference. And you don't need to compromise. You definitely don't need to compromise because people, you don't need to be telling people, oh, this is bad and this is, you shouldn't be doing that. People know, believe me, people know what you stand, what you believe, they will know. You don't need to tell them. By the way that you live, they, they will understand. But it's that thing that people need more reality. And the, I don't know about this, all this religiosity, I think, that sometimes put people off more than sort of bringing to Christ. But again, not dismissing preaching, non-switching witnessing, I think is important. Um, but there's a time. I think the Bible as well says that the, those who believe were added to church. And I think there's a principle as well there that they, we, we just want to bring people to church straight away. And then they, they don't really understand many things. So it's, but I think it's better whenever you reach them and the way of compassion, the way that you listen to men, the way you understand, the way that you put yourself in their shoes. And, and you, go, you know what, this guy, I know he's a bit different. Maybe they will call you even weird, but I can follow this guy. I can, I can, really, I can really be friends with this guy. I know what he believes. I think there's, some, there's a reality in him. So it's not going to be more, people are going to know that it's not about what you preach or whatever is about what you live, the reality that is going on in you. And then um, that's the thing. We, we want a quick fix many times. And um, I'm not talking, I'm talking about personally, honestly, I really want a quick fix. And I, I, I don't want to put that on you, but me, I wanted a quick fix. I just wanted people. And I believe that that's that good. Obviously, we want to, people to, to know this Christ that we have known. And uh, and we want people to get safe straight away. And that happens sometimes. That doesn't mean that doesn't happen. But, you know, we, we sometimes we think in our, in our way. And God's ways are different. There are ways. Sometimes God does things that we don't know why he does them like that, to be honest. But it's just the way God does them. And um, so I, I, I do value whenever Christians go without hidden agendas and go and start a relationship with somebody, start relate, 
building a relationship, a friendship, genuine friendship, and uh, starts shining for Christ in such a way that people are going to say, you know what? I do not believe what he believes, but he is a man of integrity. He is a man that uh, is worthy to be followed. And I respect that guy. I do respect him. Even though I don't agree with the way that he lives, but I do respect And people think that. People think that big time. I used to think about that as some Christians. And, uh, but some other Christians used to think, ah, people, religious people, hypocrites. And that's what you hear. Do you, we do hear all these things. People, uh, Christians are hypocrites and they're double faced and, and all that. But uh, there's other ones that they, you can say for sure, wow, well, that, that guy is, uh, is close to God. I used to think that guy is really close to God. And, um, you know, as I said, we, we, we want the quick fix. And I know I'm going to be biased here, but I'm going to talk about my mom. <laughs> but uh, my mother uh, is such an example of, 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 of that, of being persistent, of being patient. And uh, she never really talked to me about, you know, God. Or she, she used to send me with a neighbor to the church, which I used to hate. But uh, she never really, you know, sat me down. You know, this is the gospel and blah, blah, blah. Never. I, I saw her life, like, shining. Like, a, a, you know, and it's whenever you become a Christian yourself, it's like whenever you look back in time, and it's like, wow, that is amazing. And, you know, you know what, how, many, how, many, how many years my mom prayed for my dad? 40 years dad, before he came to faith. And I think sometimes about myself in, in my first years, like this eagerness that it was good, but thinking that, uh, you know, I just want people to get safe and they're going to just want to bring them to church and they will believe and blah, blah, blah. And, but my mom, my mom, uh, my mom uh, spent 40 years praying for my dad. My dad used to hate Christianity, hate it so much. And uh, do you want how many times she shared sort of share about God, my dad, one, one time only. Uh, and, um, you know, she's not perfect, but I can, I can tell you that the character, the constant character that she had, uh, really, I don't know how she did it, but I know she was so close to God. She's still so close to God that, is she's she's my example to be honest and uh, she didn't talk much she just did she just was a doer a doer and that's what matter is it's the fruit is it's your attitudes that's what really gonna impact this world and um, you know sometimes I think why why God allowed that why why he he allowed it why he allowed 40 years like she can you imagine just being there like, is this the month? Is this a year? Is this the day? Years and years, weeks, months, years, nothing. But I don't know. I don't really know why God did it that way. But one, one thing I know, and is that in those years, God molded my mom's character in such a way that I, I think about my mom and it's amazing what God was doing in her life. And I'm pretty, pretty sure, pretty, pretty sure if I, 
if I'm to ask her now, she would be happy that God did it that way. Definitely. I know it sounds weird, but the, you know, you, you, you with your family, you want them to, to know this Christ that you have uh, known. You want them to be saved. You want all these things. But sometimes God doesn't, God doesn't do it that way. So that means that we have to keep shining for him. We have to keep being an example, be, being there for people, genuine, being real. And, uh, you know, suffering, even in the middle of suffering. And uh, sometimes I think in other countries, like we, obviously we cannot compare the type of suffering that we, or the opposition that we have in the West compared to other places. And I was sharing and, and last Wednesday about uh, this story that I read in a book. I couldn't really remember the book. I still cannot remember. And it was about this guy in China, a Christian guy who was uh, put into prison. And uh, he, he, had, he was assigned, um, it was a, a guard assigned to, to him to torture him basically every day. Because they wanted him to to reject this God, and and they used to blackmail. You know, if you if you deny this God, we will let you go. But he says no. But say every every day, this guy says that every day he knew he was going to be tortured, and and, and in the middle of torture, he used to instead of uh, saying bad things, he used to bless the guy. And, you know, he used to ask, even though, and even whenever he knew the guy was coming, the guy was coming to his cell, the first thing he, he said, how's your family? Is your family okay? I've been praying about your family. So this guy started to, to think this uh, prison guard, started to think, this guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. Like, I, I'm just torturing him. He's just asking about my wife and my kids. What's this all about? And uh, he kept doing it because that was what he was assigned to. He needed to do it. And uh, but the, the behavior was the same. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't complain or anything like that. He just said, "You know, I'm praying for your family and all this." And the guy started to think, "This guy, what he believes, must be true. There's no way somebody can, you know, go through this punishment with something." not being true. He, he, what he believed has to be true. And then he, he went from being uh, an unbeliever to start thinking until the point that he says, what if this is true? What he believes is true. And then uh, at the end, he, he, he became a Christian. This guy brought, uh, led this guy to Christ. And it was by the behavior, by the, by the way that he he responded to torture, and it's powerful, absolutely powerful. And it's, 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 that's the thing that we we will we will reach many by by the fruit. Jesus himself said, "You will know them by their fruit." And people are 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 watching us. Are watching. Us. They want to see reality. They want to see genuine uh, relationships. They want to. They don't want hidden agendas. They just. They don't want to be projects they they want people they want people to 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 be real to be christians and you know don't compromise but people who are going to be there for them
And that's what this world needs. And you know, like I in this world social media, I I see I see there's so many things that are bad on social media. And I sure in the other day, uh, I'm sure you have come across this type of message, you know, put away all these toxic people in your life and, and all this. You know, people read these things and sometimes they think. Maybe I'm, I'm a toxic person because they're being so rejected by others, even by Christians. But they, you know, it's, it's whenever they see the different, the way that they expect society to treat them, as whenever we are the total opposite, that they're, they're gonna think, "Wow, I never been treated like that." You know, and that's that's what gonna really, really make the difference. And for those who, of you who have family, almost all of us. You have been praying for ages and ages. Just keep shining, keep keep giving fruit, keep being close to God, keep being attached to the vine, and you will bear fruit. And people know, people, people see these things. They might, they might be, you know, oh, we don't like Christianity, but they they do see, they do see whenever somebody's real. And so that the reality of, of the life that you're living with God, they will see it. So um, I just wanted to finish uh, with uh, the story of uh, Francisco, my friend in university. And uh, I remember meeting him and uh, he never, never really came to me talking about God. But I knew something was different about him. He came, he helped me. He, he was there for me. He was helping me with our studies because he was very good at grammar. And, uh, you know, at that same time, there were so many other Christians who were, like, coming to me and being a bit judgmental. And, you know, with this talk about, you know, I'm to go to hell and all that. But uh, this guy was different, different. You know what? There was something powerful as well. It was the fact that whenever he was around, I just couldn't swear. <laughs> there was this, or the bad things, there was this authority whenever he was about. It's such a humbleness, and that what really started to put my attention about it. This guy is, is real. They, they, he's, and you know what? There were so many people talking about him. So he was... People mocked him and, and all that. And he knew. And he was never, it was never what to call uh, talking back or anything like that. And that was really what really caught my attention. I was like, hi. And then another thing was that this, um, so many women after him and uh, many people invited him to uh, clubs and all that. And he was so. So, um, what do you say? Focus and, and all that, and that really. And he, he was not judgmental. He was always uh, talking to me about principles, more principles than the Bible, in a way. And he was living it. And that was really what really touched me. And uh, he was basically the one who, who led me to Christ. But um, yeah, it's doing. I think it's more doing. Two things are important the word. And doing, and then just to finish, I, I really want to 
I read this quote the other day, and it is it is really powerful. Uh, it's by Arsis Sproul. He says, "Every cup of cold water that you give to a thirsty person counts, and it counts forever." And I will add that every single text with a word of encouragement that you send to a person counts now and counts forever. Every penny that you give to the needy counts now, counts forever. Every time that you spend, every minute that you spend somebody who was lonely, it does count. You know, so let's be people who, who will do, let's be people who will shock the world by the radical behavior that we have. Let's be people who will make people think, why wow, is going on with this guy? This guy is so different. Let's be people who will make people question themselves. You know, is this, is this Christianity like that? I thought Christianity was just more about, you know, people being so legalistic about rules. You know, like, a, wait, let's be people like that. And you will be amazed what you can uh, can do, you know, and as I said, not only to unbelievers, but you know, in my life, I have the privilege to have people that they has been such an influence in my life uh, by the way they they live their Christian life, and I think I don't verbalize that enough, uh, and I think that's not good. I think I should be. Uh, more vocal about uh, the things that I am being influenced by uh, in other people and other Christians. And uh, I say my, uh, not only in Venezuela, uh, I have a friend, friend who's a pastor and he's been such an influence in my life, but also in our church family. And I think there's so many people in our church family that there's, there's so much. Uh, and not only, it's not about talents, but it's about uh, genuineness that, they, that I can see. I think we are to be more uh, trying to see the, the positive in people rather than the negative. Try to speak less about the negative things of people, but being verbal about what we see in people. And um, yeah, I can tell you that there's so many of you that uh, that I that I can that I can say yeah what, what I like what what I see in him I like that thing in him so many of you and I'm so grateful to God to to, to be part of this uh, uh, church family not only that the uh, people who are so talented in so many areas we have so many nationalities but. Also, there's there's so many things, good things that I can see that have been an influence to me, and um, maybe I will tell you face to face. I think we we have to do that. We have to be more encouragers, and uh, we have to to build up people. It has to be something that isn't is normal for us, and uh, and also to unbelievers. You know, I I was telling the guys that. Uh, Thursday that I, I, I 
because I, I, you tend to forget about people sometimes. And uh, I was saying like, you know, I, I start to make a list of people that I haven't been in touch with in a long time. And the, the conversations that, that I have had have been amazing recently, because I said, I need to do this because I'm very forgetful. So I'm going to write weekly lists. I'm going to contact this person here today. These people this week, three people at least. You don't have to contact so many people. You know, send them a wee text and haven't been in touch with them in ages. And amazing responses just by sending a text. Just being, you know, um, uh, what do you call, not only willing, but uh, uh, whenever you plan, let's say like that. Intentional, that's the word I was looking. Being intentional and uh, you will be surprised. So, um, yeah, let's keep shining for, for God. Let's keep being close to God. And um, we will be amazed. We'll be amazed at how many people will, will touch. All right. Uh, Father, just thank you for uh, your word. I thank you that your word is uh, so powerful. We thank you that uh, there's so much, even in such a short letter, that we can learn that we can um, be built up with, that we can be blessed. I thank you for um, my church family, Father. We thank, I thank you for the many uh, good things that I see in many of them, Father. And uh, I just pray, Father, that you keep blessing us as a church. Keep blessing us as, as Christians, Father. Help us to be doers of your word. Help us to be radical, Father. And in the way that we behave, Father, contact culture. But Father, especially being help us to, to, to be respectful by the way that we, we answer people as well. Gentle in the way that we we answer. And let us to, let us put ourselves in, in, in their shoes, Lord, as some believers. I, I I sometimes I I remember whenever I was a believer and and I was so uh, so lost and so and so I just pray that you help us to, to remember where we come from, where you got us from, so we can be more compassionate, more understanding in the way that we reach others. So Father, we thank you. Help us to to enjoy the rest of the day and bless every and every one of every one of us, Father. Just now we pray. Amen.